This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. I don't normally comment on my guest's appearance, but there's something so incredibly poised, beautiful and graceful about Karen Katz that makes you take note of her. She emanates calmness and control. I was therefore not surprised to learn that she's both a master and a teacher of the Alexander Technique, a methodology that helps us let go of tension in our bodies and to feel comfortable in them. Um, Karen, I'm delighted to have you as my guest. What a lovely introduction. Thanks, Cherise. Karen, firstly, how did you learn about the Alexander Technique? I first heard about the Alexander Technique at Witz Drama School, where I was a student, I studied there, and it was offered as a short course, um, and I, I, I missed the course that the university offered, but it was always, it was um, advertised as, this is about um, ease and freedom and poise and confidence, and those words struck me, and I knew it was something that I, I needed and I wanted. Um, and around that same time, I had a whole series of headshots done. And when I got the headshots back, I was really surprised to see how I appeared, how I looked. Um, and and my, it, my posture was just very different to how I thought I was coming across when I was having those photos taken. Um, and... There were, there was just some interesting stuff there for me about what, what is alignment? How is it that I'm doing things, um, differently to how I think I'm doing things? And I found the Alexander teacher that was offering this course at Fitz and I went for a few lessons and sort of very early on after a few, a few lessons with this teacher, I, I, I just felt more myself. I felt easier. I felt lighter. I felt less pull and tension and strain in my body. Um, and I was hooked. I was like, this is something I need to understand and learn more about. So what actually is the Alexander Technique? Okay, so it's been around for about a 100 years. I think it's one of the world's best kept secrets because nobody knows. You know, you say Alexander <laughs> Technique and maybe people think it's got to do with posture or uprightness or I'm a sit up straight or something. But it has to do with... Um, Noticing what habits are are running the show and being able to be aware of of what you're doing so so maybe it's best if i if I give you an example if you notice people in the world um, how people sit or stand or are on a cell phone or stand in a queue, often it looks like a little uh, off balance or tensed or misaligned um and and most often people aren't even aware that that that's the position when they you're find describing absolutely at. everybody yeah. <laughs> exactly or even ourselves like when i saw myself in that picture i was like oh my goodness is that me or you walk past a reflection of yourself and suddenly you catch the movement and your head is forward and your shoulders are doing something and you're and it's like i cannot believe that's that's me um and then you compare it to maybe a child who there's there's an ease, there's an alignment. A child can sit on the floor for a long time without aches and pains or can go into a squat and hold it there. Or, you know, they're not heavy to themselves. Getting up off the floor isn't a, a hard thing to do. And so somewhere between that age and where we are now, what happens? Well, a whole lot of habits settle in, get in, run the show, 
whether we're aware of them or not. And it's often those habits, the things that we are doing to ourselves that is causing an inefficiency at best and aches and pains, um, backache or whatever it is um, at the worst. Um, and so, yeah, the Alexander Technique teaches um, an awareness, a deep body awareness. It does help with poise and posture, but not by teaching exercises. It's more around learning an inner evolutionary process, knowing ourselves. So it's not an exercise technique. I mean, it's, it's not Tai Chi or yoga. Totally. <clears throat> not at all. Um, in that there's, you don't, you don't Learn exercises. You don't, there's not actually, you're looking at the everyday quotidian things that you're doing with yourself, the sitting, the standing, the talking on the phone. That's what you would look at in a class and start to see what am I actually, what's happening right underneath my nose while I'm doing these things? How do I find myself? How is my breath? Where are my feet? Um, and so more than anything, it, it's a, a process of, of more thinking and more awareness, less doing, less effort. Um, in effect, you're learning how to, to stop. So I think I know what happens between when we're little and kind of when we're a little bit older. Yeah. And that is a hang of a lot of sitting at school, mm. sitting in front of televisions, sitting in front of computers, basically sitting a lot, which is probably not how our bodies, what our bodies were initially designed for when you think, you know, back on how we had to find our own food yeah. and berries and meat and all the rest. Yes, exactly. And we are, we're designed to move, we're designed to swing, we're designed for mobility and all that sort of static stillness, um, I think probably does have a, a bit of a negative effect. But there are ways to sit that we can sit in, in a way that cooperates with our design. And then there are ways to sit where we are totally misusing ourselves and the weight is not distributed evenly and shoulders are in places they don't need to be and feet are in places they don't need to be. And then, of course, that that kind of sitting will exacerbate whatever aches and pains and lower back and carpal tunnel and headaches and you name it. So um, I suppose modernity and certain kinds of work, you have to sit for a long time. And children, I mean, what a great example, children sitting at school desks and having to sit and focus. Um, and in that case, I mean, I notice with my boys all the time, their whole consciousness, their whole attention goes on to, I have to finish that maths problem. I have to write that letter, you know, my, my, learn my alphabet like my little son is doing, learning to write. And he is so not aware of himself at all. It's like he's disappeared and everything is in that the, the book that he's working on. And then I can gently say, you know, Charlie, Jojo, Zach, just you don't have to try so hard that you forget that you can put the book in front of you. You can take a breath. You can also be aware of the world around you. And in a way, you come back to yourself. And it's actually a lot easier to do the job that you were trying. It's often the trying that gets in the way. Um yeah, I mean, I think I think there's ways to do things a lot kinder and more consciously with ourselves. And the more you practice, the better you get. The more you practice, the better you get. Um, it's a very empowering thing. And I'll say one more thing. Um, the reason, one of the reasons I loved the technique going in was it was this learning about myself process. It's not outsourcing um, the information. Tell me how I am. Tell me what am I doing wrong. I mean, as nice as a massage is, go to the masseuse, help me with my shoulders. It's really an empower. I can know myself. 
I can be embodied in the moment and, and see when it is that I go way off course and how to correct just for a little bit of more space, freedom, ease, breath. So Karen, what I'm hearing you say, this is actually a mental process and it's an ability to self-awareness that is really where our thoughts are. Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. You said it so beautifully. One of the, the things we work with in the technique that we remind ourselves of and teach again and again is a kind of unity. There is a psychophysical unity. Our minds and our bodies are one. And what we know now, um, you know, is that where a thought goes, a chemical goes with it. And so we're, we're thinking into ourselves all the time, the afferent sending from the brain to the body and the body back up to the brain, all those messages. Um, and so it absolutely is. How am I? helping myself? What am I thinking? What are the ways in which I'm making things harder? And how can I, yeah, the, 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 that the thinking can really help us reset and remember um, where and how we are. So I think um, I'm go- we're going to take a break now. And just before we take a break, I'm going to read the following. But when we come back, maybe we can talk a little bit about something called muscle memory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is Jewish Board Talk with Sheree Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm talking to Karen Katz, who is a teacher of the Alexander Technique. Karen, people talk about muscle memory. If you do something often and long enough, it'll your body will do it automatically, which works, I imagine, both for a positive and a negative. Yes, well said, <laughs> exactly. Um, I think that, that we could talk about habits in, mm. in a similar way, that the habits are things that we do over and over again and repeat and they become so entrenched, they become unconscious. We um, outsource them to our unconscious so that we can get on with, with other things. Um, and part of what the technique helps us with is bringing those unconscious habits right up into a place where we can, we can see them and, and start making kind of, uh, conscious choices about does this way that I do something actually serve me? Does it, does it make things easier or am I actually making things harder for myself as I, as I go? Um, yeah. And I was thinking that example about a young child learning things for the first time and the level of um, awareness that child has to bring to the task because it's so unfamiliar, untried and tested. Um, and so, and so there's something about that, that newness that we can bring to ourselves, uh, that, that just helps us, um, meet the moment in, in a fresh way that we're not relying on old data, on old ways of doing things, on old habits that may not suit what, what is actually we're trying to do. I know that every time I sit down, which I probably don't do right, I slouch, which is also right, but I know I always cross my legs, yes. one leg over the other. Right? Yes. I, I don't think I can sit with one leg not being over the other. And, and looking around, I think the majority of women do this. Now, I'm assuming that's not brilliant for alignment. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't want to say, oh, the, th- that's good or that's bad or that's right or that's wrong. I suppose the first step would be to notice that that's the way you always do things and how unfamiliar it would feel to uncross your legs, um, because the habit tells you this is right or comfortable or comfortable. Exactly. But often it's those very things, what feels right, or what feels comfortable, um, is not 
is not possibly what is what is best and that there's always choice that even though it might feel a little unusual for you to um, find the floor with both feet to find the chair with both sit bones it doesn't mean that you don't you can cross your legs but do you also know where where a starting point is where balance where where, where ease is you know and how long does it take to get out of a habit with the Alexander technique? Yeah, that's once a you're tough aware question. of it, <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's been a lifetime of habits that got us into the places that we find ourselves. Um, and so, in a way, there's no quick fix. Uh, but of course, there, this is something that you can learn. We say a minimum of six classes weekly to get a real sense of what the tools and techniques that the the technique uh, Alexander technique offers. Um, and then you you kind of have it in you. It's um, something you can take away and practice and work with and become aware of um, with yourself, but a minimum of six to understand some of the basic precepts and maybe see yourself in some new um, exciting ways. So how do classes work? Classes are a between 50 and 60 minutes weekly. Uh, it's one-on-one in my beautiful studio in Norwood. And it's, uh, we, we look at the particulars that you bring. What are you finding challenging or hard? Um, and often people will come and in a best case scenario, because in a way the technique is preventative. It's, it's about helping us find a, our alignment and coordination and ease and best use so that we prevent the wear and tear and kind of the body kind of shouting and going, Oh, this has now thrown me off and I've got pain and whatever. But we, we would look at what it is you do when you're faced with a stimulus, when you're in a rush, when you want to go to sitting or you want to go to standing. So you look at very simple activities um, and the idea is how you do anything is how you do everything. You could extrapolate that out to much more complex things. People, musicians love the Alexander Technique and that's a very complex articulated experience and activity. But a musician would learn the Alexander Technique to come into a kind of neutral, tuned in with themselves so that they can play an instrument. So you can use it with simple activities to far more complex um, activities. And all of those you can bring into a... um, an Alexander class. I have a, a pupil uh, who plays the saxophone and she will bring her sax into a class and we'll be able to work with her, helping her notice her ways of working with a beautiful but quite cumbersome and heavy instrument so that she doesn't have um, aches, pains, um, you know, from p- playing her instrument day in and day out. But then there's also group classes. I want to say we run weekly, gr- uh, monthly group classes. Um, and those are also wonderful to just get a toe in and a dip in and a feel of what this thing is and, and how it can offer, um, some help and support to you. Would a group class be therapeutical as well? Oh yeah. No, we're talking about the whole person, mind, body, soul. So yes, it is. It's a therapy. You talk about mind, body, and soul, and um, honestly, talking to you and looking at you, you really represent and kind of walk the talk, as it were, uh, embody what you do. I appreciate it so much, and it is my pleasure to be here with you and talk about something that I love so much. If anybody would like to get hold of you, what should they do? They can either email me, karencats5 at gmail.com. That's C-A-R-Y-N-K-A-T-Z, the number 5, at gmail.com. Or visit me on my website, www.karencats.co.za. So need I say it, Karen Katz, <laughs> a teacher of the Alexander Technique. Thank you so much for joining me and telling me more about it. Thank you for having me.